Hi, and welcome to the Parenting in the Middle podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Goodman. I'm a certified life coach and a mom to four teenagers. Do you ever wonder if you're doing this whole mom thing right? Are you pushing too hard or not enough? What does it look like to love your teens, yet keep firm boundaries? Would you love to get your kids to listen without yelling and feeling frustrated first? Here in this podcast, you will find coaching and communication strategies to help you tackle all of your hardest parenting struggles. These strategies will help you parent with more confidence, peace, and influence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to introduce you to Kristen Arnett. She is the owner of Meant to Be Me, and this is an organization that helps young girls develop more confidence, to learn the skills they need, to know that their confidence doesn't come from the way that they look or the accomplishments that they may achieve, the number of likes they get on social media, true confidence. And I love how she explains this by teaching us the confidence spectrum, which she will talk about, and that will help us as parents learn how to be more confident in ourselves and also help our kids as we teach them what confidence is and how we can help them feel more confident. So Kristen is a mom of four. She used to be a teacher and now she uses those teaching skills to teach girls right now age third through sixth grade. If you're local to Gilbert, Arizona, she teaches classes there. She's looking to expand to reach a wider audience and go to some virtual classes. I'm excited for that. So let's get right to the episode. Hi, Kristen. It's so good to have you on my podcast today. Hi, Kristen. Thanks for having me. We met in person a couple years ago. And yes, I I was remembering today it was actually at Jody Moore's um, event that she came and did here. Yes, that's right. And then we realized we lived near each other. We went to lunch and we talked. I just have loved following you and seeing what you are doing as far as helping young girls learn these tools that we are learning as far as how to manage our emotions and notice our thoughts and maybe negative thought patterns. And so tell us about you and your business, first of all, and how you got started, kind of what you do, a little bit about yourself. Okay. And thanks. I've loved following along of your journey also. And so this will be fun to get to chat today and kind of see where a lot of the stuff that we do um, to help out parents overlaps. So um, like you said, like learning these tools of managing our thoughts and our feelings and, you know, kind of growing our own confidence are things that I got in my thirties, you know, Um, and it was from Jody Moore. That was the first like life coach that I had heard talk about talk about some of these concepts. And so it was really just a friend and I talking about how, like, what if we could find a way to give our girls who were all, you know, we had several girls between the three of us. Um, my two other friends all in the rages of like third to sixth grade at that time. So they weren't teenagers yet, but we knew how many things were going to be coming then that were going to just naturally like cause them to want to fit in and take a hit at their self-worth. And so we're like, what if we could find a way to take some of these tools, life coaching tools, put them in a kind of a young child-friendly version with examples that are really applicable to their lives and do this for our girls. And it's going to be way better than rather than us just telling them like, that's great, obviously. However, kind of having different teachers and having them meet in person with other groups of girls that were going through some of the same things was really our original idea for this. Um, So in 2019, we started and I 
was a former fifth grade teacher. And so I had experience in lesson planning and curriculum writing. And so I kind of took a big part of that on of taking each of the topics and making them into fun, interactive lesson plans that the girls would enjoy coming to. And so we, for the last four years, have just had hundreds of girls come through our doors and we've done one topic each month that they all kind of build on each other, but they also have worked greatest standalone classes. And so now our older girls are all teenagers. And so it's just been kind of fun to, to move them, you know, along in that way. And now my teens are actually coming back and helping me like assist in class and like, you know, do little, do little parts of it. So they can still get these reminders because even, even though our original goal was to front load our, our girls with these tools for their teen years, like I know these tools and I still need the reminders. So like the more I teach the lessons, you know, um, you're you're never done growing in this area. So anyways, yeah. And then about six months ago, um, my two partners decided to kind of move on to other things and opportunities in their life. And so I took over the business with the intention to grow it. And we're doing more classes. We're doing kind of different styles of classes. And I'm also um, working on an online course that can be available for all parents. So that's, That's going to be so good. So good. And it is, it's so important and needed. And I do think it's hard. I know as a coach of parents, our kids typically, we're not the ones we can have influence over them, but we're not typically the ones that can have the most greatest impact, I guess, as someone else that they admire or respect or look up to. And mm-hmm. so to have someone else outside of their, you know, maybe own, their own little family teaching them these tools. And I love that they're together in person in groups, kind of sharing the struggles or sharing things about what they're learning. I think that is so helpful. Yeah, I agree for sure. It just kind of helps us out as parents. And then, you know, like it just helps them not feel as alone when they're like, Oh yeah, I also, you know, I'm feeling super left out at school. I have no friends. And then, you know, as they can talk, Right. Right. I, cause I know that was such a, a powerful insight for me when I was learning this in my late thirties where I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've thought that too. I've had the same yeah. thought. And I honestly, probably, I think most of us feel like we're the only ones who think that, or we're the only ones yeah. who feel like so many times. And I think it's getting better now. I think teenagers are getting better at being more open. They like being open, mm-hmm. honest, but, but it is, it's so important to have that connection with other people. So I am, I am just going to keep cheering you on and as you do this, and I'm so excited that you're expanding to go virtually. So it's not just local, local people here. Um, so what, one of the things that you talk to talk about though, is the confidence spectrum. And how can, um, just kind of speak to the parents listening to the podcast, explain what the confidence spectrum is and maybe how they can teach it to their kids or show it to their kids or apply it to themselves. Yeah. Okay. We'll try and hit all of the above. So, um, I'll just start talking about it and let me know, um, if you have any questions along the way. So I actually can remember, you know, standing in my kitchen when I was listening to the podcast. And again, I keep referring to Jody because she was like the first life coach that I heard that even had a podcast. I know so many, you know, others teach it, but when I very first found all these tools, it was just through consuming a lot of her stuff. So I am going to give her the credit for being the one who I heard this from, but I can remember her talking about the confidence spectrum for the first time. And she's like, okay, if you kind of have this line, if you imagine, and on the far right side of this line or spectrum is pride where 
you know, we might think that we're better than someone else for any reason. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum would be shame, right? Feeling like something that we've done makes us worse than other people, less valuable. And so where does a confident person fall on the spectrum? And like my first reaction was, okay, well, not like super prideful, but maybe they're like a little bit closer to the pride side, right? Than the shame side. And it just was cool when she was like, it's actually right in the middle. So a truly confident person realizes that there is nothing they can do or not do that changes their like innate worth as human beings. Like, and, and having that goal to stay in the middle and not think that you are better or worse than anyone else for any reason is, is, is the goal. And I feel like that was such a, like, well, I've, I've never thought about it that way. And I guess I've never really gone around thinking I was better you know, are more valuable than other people, but for sure, you know, you can take compliments that people give you and be like, Ooh, yeah, I am really great because of, you know, this skill that I have or the status that I've, I've achieved, you know, and maybe subconsciously you, you do kind of start to believe that certain things make you better. And then the shame part, you know, can totally tie in with like, Oh, I, you know, struggle to keep my house as clean as some other moms do. Like what's wrong with me? You know, I'm not as, I'm not as good in those. Those are just some examples of how I had noticed it had, um, crept up in my life. And it still does. I mean, and that's kind of the thing with the confidence spectrum is, is the goal isn't to be perfect at it. It's just to have the awareness of it. So you can catch yourself when you're sliding one way or the other, and then reminding yourself like, okay, what thoughts do I need to pull me back towards the middle, you know? And so that, yeah, that was just kind of a foundational piece that we knew we wanted to build our curriculum around and give the girls a lot of real life examples about it. What's this going to look like, you know, in your life, how can you kind of be confident and realize that your worth is unchangeable? That's so good. And I think it gives you a good visual when you can see it that way on this line, like a spectrum where on one side, you might feel a little prideful, but even that come, even that need to feel better than other people comes from an insecurity. Exactly. Right. So yeah. people who are more, I think too, with teenagers, if you notice, if you have friends, you know, as I talk to my kids and stuff and you have those that feel like they, they don't feel that great around some people or people that, you know, bring them down or like to make fun of other people or judge other people. And it makes them feel better about themselves, how that comes right. from a place of insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've all done that in at certain times. So I love that, that visual of being in the middle. So what are some real life examples that you have used to teach these kids about this confidence spectrum? Well, I, you know, you talked about in the middle and that reminded me also of how, how much I love what you teach. I mean, your, your entire podcast is called in the middle. I was like, Oh, this is so similar to like this core teaching that you just keep having of, you know, we can be these super stern, you know, parents, or we can be the total soft parents that our kids do whatever. And, and yeah. really the goal is to find that happy place in the middle. Yeah. Um, and it'll and shift so a little thought, bit oh. each way, maybe depending on the day, yeah. but yeah, as long as you're kind of in that area yeah, and the awareness of it and the know? awareness is huge. Mm-hmm. So with the girls in our classes, and many of these I find are just very applicable to, 
two examples to use with your teenagers. You know, we, we draw it on, on the board for them. We kind of ask them that same question. We teach it to them that way. And then we give them like a list of examples, you know, to discuss and try and decide, okay, here's a thought that you might have, or maybe someone's had, where do you think it falls? Is this pride? Is this closer to shame? Or is this like, you know, through confidence kind of right in the middle. And some examples might be like, okay, my friend has a way bigger house than me and she's super rich, you know, and I'm, I don't even want her to come and see my house, you know, like that's a very real situation that's happened before. Where does that fall? And they can realize, oh, when I'm thinking thoughts like that, I'm kind of falling a little bit more on the shame side. Like I'm not as valuable as a person because I don't have, you know, all those material things that my friend has. Um, another example might be, oh, you know, look at those, look at those girls over there who are doing bad things. You know, for our classes, we're we're talking about like, maybe those girls are, you know, saying swear words or something for teenagers. It's going to be like, oh, those people might be doing drugs or something like that. Right. Like those are, those are bad kids. And like, we shouldn't even be nice to them. And, and where does that fall and helping them realize, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't have to, you know, because some other girls like, wait, but if they're doing bad things, you know, we don't want to necessarily, you know, be friends with them. And I'm like, well, you don't have to do, make those choices with them. However, do you see when you call someone a bad kid or you even think them or judge them and then you're not even kind to them, where are you? And they're like, oh, we're being prideful. Mm-hmm. And I know for, for, with me and my teens, that comes up a lot as far as, you know, in, in junior high and high school, it's so easy to put kids in groups of like, those are the nerds. Those are the this and that. And it's like, I love, okay, where are you right now? When you're saying that I know I've thought those things too. That's okay. That's normal. But can you see, you know, how you could think about that differently to, you know, really. Yeah. I love that. So good at helping them see through their own eyes and their own experience and really putting the accountability on them instead Mm -hmm. of the other people. And it's Mm -hmm. such a simple way to think about it. So as I have listened to you and as I've learned these tools, one of the things that I found to be the biggest difference when I applied it to my life was that I was able to connect with people so much easier and I was less anxious socially because Mm -hmm. I do have that comparison. I was similar to you where like, I didn't even realize it and I wasn't the super judgy person and I wasn't really insecure either, but I was always approaching situations with, Hey, how am I doing in this situation? Where do I fall with this group of people? Yeah. Like, like me, do they not like me? And I'm thinking about everything outside of me. And this just helped me focus on me of, I am just as, as good as them. Like my, I may have weaknesses different than them. They mm-hmm. may have weaknesses also, but that doesn't mean anything about our worth or my ability to connect. And if they have that. better at other things than me, that's amazing. I'm, I can be happy for them. So then instead of just this comparison that makes me feel shame, I could just be happy for those people genuinely and not make it mean that I was less than. Right. So I think if we could give this to our kids, it's just a huge gift because they could be themselves and not feel like they have to be anyone else or be better at something that maybe they're not supposed to be good at that thing. And it's just creating more difficulty in their life because they're like trying to do something that isn't naturally I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like, no, you know, it does. 
Yeah. And I think that point that you make of being able to get to that point of being genuinely happy for other people's successes without it feeling like a threat to ourselves is something that comes up a lot with teens and with teenagers and, you know, and being able to say, Hey, I've, I've felt that too. I've experienced it. And here's how I've learned to, you know, to think about it differently, just like you explained was. Yeah. So in these classes that you did, did you notice these girls um, applying it and getting insights of like, wow, I've never thought about it that way. How do you, how did it affect them and impact them? Yeah. I mean, we've had great discussions in class. We usually have them, you know, usually we'll have them break into groups, kind of discuss things and then share them with the class. And sometimes other conversations and situations will come up of, oh, this is kind of like a time at school where this happened. And I always think it's important to take that time and like, okay, does anyone have any other thoughts or ideas on, you know, this girl situation? So we for sure have lots of great discussions. And then knowing that they're applying them when they get back at home and get back at school, you know, comes from emails from parents that are like, oh my goodness, my daughter seems to have this aha moment here. And, you know, again, not that like, oh, they've got it all figured out. They never are going to struggle with it, but we for sure have heard great feedback that this is a really helpful tool for them to have. And then, you know, when they come back, sometimes the girls that come back for subsequent lessons and share like how things are going, we've been able to hear, you know, from them also how it's helped. So that's wonderful. I know I always say it takes practice and it's Mm -hmm. so not anything that gets fixed overnight. And so it's okay. So speaking to the parent, maybe who has a teenager or child who just is not interested in learning any of these tools. I think yeah. we can relate to that in some yeah. ways with our kids where they're just like not receptive to our advice. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything that you could tell those parents of something that they could do, how they could apply, you know, the confidence spectrum in their life and show by example, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think that the number one way you know, without like a formal lesson on this, if that doesn't seem like something that your teen is receptive to is really like you are teaching this to them, maybe without even realizing it when let's say something comes up that they make a choice that is not a choice that you would hope for them to make, whether it's like a smaller thing or like one of the big things that we really worry about our teens doing. Our ability to separate our child from the behavior and communicate that to them of like, Hey, like, yes, I wish you wouldn't have done this. And and now we're going to have to set some boundaries around or whatever. However, your worth as a person unchanged, can't do any, you know, whatever, there's just nothing that could ever change that. Nothing can change my love for you, your value. And I just feel like there's instance after instance that we have a chance to communicate that to our children. Um, and you know, I've really tried to do that over the years myself. And you, you hope that it's, that it's sinking in. Um, but I had an experience recently with one of my teens where it was going through some, she was going through some hard things with friends and, you know, some, there was some bullying and some rumors that were being spread, um, about her that really took a hit at her self-esteem. I mean, how could it not? Right. And, you know, I kind of was listening and just, you know, feeling for her, And again, took that chance to remind her like, Hey, like, even if some of these rumors were true, like it has nothing, even if people believe them, right. 
you know, right. That that has nothing to do with your worth as a person. Right. And you shouldn't feel shame about it. And it was just a cool moment for me, for her to be like, that is something you've taught me. And you've said to me my whole life that I actually believe. And so I'm okay because I really do believe that. And I know that no matter what people are thinking of me, it just hurts. And I just wish that everyone understood that we were all, you know, and I, I wish they all knew it because then I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be treated this way. I wouldn't lose friends. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be judged. And so for me, I just feel like that is, I mean, truly one of the most important things we can do as parents is to get that message across. Yeah. And that's a really good example. And I think what an example of confidence your daughter was in that situation. Another way that I like to define confidence is just the ability to feel all of the emotions. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, she, she knows her worth and she really did, but yet it still is painful to have experiences that we have, but yet to just move forward, knowing, knowing your worth. And even though it's painful, it's like, that is the definition of confidence. Mm-hmm. How cool that you were able to teach her that. Yeah, it, it was really cool. And I love that definition of confidence. I actually just finished reading Dr. Becky's book, Good Insight last oh, week yeah. for our I monthly book club that we do. And that was what she shared the definition of confidence as. And I'm like, why? I thought I knew all the definitions of it, but that <laughs> ability to be okay and know of our goodness, no matter what we're feeling like that's confidence. And so yeah. I literally just learned yeah. that last week. I and you taught that to your daughter. That's so awesome. Okay. So to, um, we're getting near the end, but I think a perfect way to go in this conversation is I know as a parent, and I'm sure you can relate. It's very easy to understand this idea of the confidence spectrum. where all, we all have worth and our worth is the same. No one's better or worse than the other. Logically, that makes sense. And then I think that sometimes a difficult question for parents though, is like, how, how are you showing up with your kids to teach them that? Because how often I know, have I compared my kids to someone else or have Mm. I felt like, oh my gosh, their grades in a certain class are, you know, not good. And so Mm. now I'm really worried and reacting to that. And I'm thinking of, you know, someone else who's doing better and their kids are better or their family, you know, you're comparing Mm -hmm. and, and you're doing the exact opposite of the, of teaching the confidence spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's why your kids are feeling like I'm less than. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that you, you can, like you said, you can know this and you can still do this. And I think some of that is like, I don't know, culture or society that that makes parents sometimes feel like, oh, our worth is connected to our child checking these boxes and maybe getting these certain grades and and doing these things. And so I think that it's just important to maybe have grace for ourselves when we react, you know, out of our fear and we do say things to them that might cause them to feel some shame, you know, like I'm sure we've all done things like that. And really going back to that book that I was just talking about, um, good inside, that was probably my biggest takeaway from that book was the power of repair of even if you say something and kind of freak out and, and make your child feel shame, you know, your ability to go back and connect with them and be like, Hey, that was my response to my own fear, you know, yeah. and oh, here's yeah. how I wish I could have responded, but that literally has the power to like rewrite the story for them. 
in their, uh, in their brains, you know, as they can move on and heal from that. So that was just hopeful to me of like, okay, I know a lot of these things and I try my best yet, you know, we're going to have those reactions. We're going to mess up. We're going to do things that might, you know, cause them to feel shame and we can repair and it will be okay. Oh, that's so perfect. And, and that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. So you, that, because of that, that's confidence. Mm-hmm. You believe that and you can show up that way and you're not afraid to make mistakes yeah. and make repairs with your kids. You're that example, which is, I think why I love working with parents so much, because I do think when you apply this work to you, it's so much easier to apply it with your kids. So instead of feeling like you're responsible for fixing your kids so that you can feel better, like a better parent or like things are going well, you're focusing more on you so that your kids can just be who they are. Mm-hmm. And you get to love them no matter what. Exactly. And you're just modeling your own journey through it all, which is really, you know, more important than anything you could ever teach them like lesson wise of seeing you you know, yeah. on your journey. Yeah. So where can people find you and what you teach and find your classes? I will put everything in the show notes so they can find your links, but where can they go? Awesome. So our website is meant to be me.org. And that's where, um, you can join our book club that is free that we do a monthly book club for moms and that has been a really fun way to connect. We do half in person, you know, half online and all the books are about, are chosen specifically about, you know, building self-esteem in our girls, our children. And also there's just on there, you can find our most recent local class offerings and then information about the online course when it's ready. And then I'm pretty active on Instagram where I do a lot of, you know, teaching and different things on there. And that's meant to be dot me for Instagram. Okay. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for hopping on my podcast and talking with me today. It was so good. And I know there were so many takeaways that parents can take from this to help their kids and themselves feel more confident and understand where they fall on that confidence spectrum. Good. I really hope so. And thank you for all the tips that you are sharing about the teens. I love following along and taking all that I can get. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it and learned how you can teach your own kids how to become more confident. Go to the show notes to find out how you can reach out to Kristen if you want to find out more information about what she offers. It's so good. And if you're interested in a free parenting introductory call, I offer those several times a week. I invite you to go schedule that. Reach out to me if you want to find a time that works well for both of us. It is a really great way to just have a sounding board, have someone listening to the things that you are struggling with, and then help you make a plan to move forward in a way that you feel confident in. And so maybe it's only the free call that you will need. Maybe you'll see the value of coaching and want to schedule more. It's completely up to you. It's pressure-free. Go check it out. Follow me over on Instagram at Kristen Goodman Coaching and have a great week.